0: Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Like the podcast, subscribe, and make sure you leave a five-star review. From Jeff The Nerdy Merc
1: and On Facebook I just want to take a moment To say thanks to Lorraine For the reading ideas I've been tearing through pill the gauntlet And thoroughly enjoying it Yay! Just now listened to Episode uh, Number 471 And wanted to clarify I am 41 And have been watching Howard the Duck Since I was 7 or 8 And have yes. probably seen it A hundred <laughs> times But I always take flack From people
0: Because I love it Hence the love hate You guys are cool And I think I'm officially a fan <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. This is this is this email is like just for me. Oh. Uh, reading some Deadpool and some Sheikla stories, uh, watching Howard the Duck. This is a perfect weekend for me. Yeah.
2: Howard the Duck movie. Gosh, dog
1: it. Uh, and so Jeff, good. if you like Deadpool, the Gauntlet, that era of Deadpool. There's uh, my favorite, probably my favorite Deadpool story of all time is called Deadpool: The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and it will break you.
0: So. I got an unexpected shout-out from uh, from This Week in Marvel, if you recognize them. That would be the same people that gave me a shout-out last week when uh, during their show. Uh, not really a shout-out. I'm really kind of patting myself on the back more than I deserve. But either way, kind of cool that the official Marvel podcast has mentioned me by name two weeks in a row. Uh, pretty stoked about that. But, yeah, uh, so I am at, on their recommendation. If you listen to was it sometime last week I posted this but on their recommendation I uh um found out where Shikla's first appearance was went back and that was in the Deadpool Deadpool the Gauntlet series and I've already done a deep dive into Deadpool the Gauntlet number 1 I did that uh a week ago tomorrow from your perspective a week ago Tuesday I'll be doing Deadpool the Gauntlet number 2 this coming Tuesday so tomorrow yeah, and that is oh my lord! I'm having so much fun reading this series. It is it's it, it is if if you read it and you do the Deadpool quotes in uh, in Ryan Reynolds' voice, uh so much fun, so much fun. So yeah, we well, completely was not expecting them to. Um, I I guess I got to be careful if I send them a message. <laughs> now that I've given them permission once to 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 share on air. I guess they take that as permission to always share, which I'm cool with that, but I just got to make sure I'm careful what I say now because <laughs> uh, yeah, it might get aired. Uh, anyway, uh, so he mentioned Deadpool, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I looked that up. I couldn't find that in the Marvel Unlimited app that I have. So I looked it up on Amazon, and turns out it is a three-part book, and each book is like 100-something pages. So, yeah, I bought all three. I will be getting into that sometime soon. I, I, I can't guarantee. I am biting off a lot to chew right now. Literally. I just got done eating some of that beef jerky I talked about in the last segment. But, yeah, I am biting off a lot. And I, I, I probably have enough stuff, literally, to fill a lot of entertainment for the rest of my life. And that is not a joke. This is where I hope I live to be 150. Dead serious. If I could transfer my consciousness into a robot body, I'm doing it. Now, with my budget, it might be, you know, not a very good robot. <laughs> you know, the ram's a little slow. But, yeah, I, I, I want to live forever. I am too curious about what comes next. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that. It was awesome to hear my name come out of you know, hear my name on this week in Marvel podcast again. Had a lot of fun with that. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. From Crime or from the Crime Prevention Research Center. The website is crimeresearch.org. In an article that was posted on the 5th of November. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. Yeah, okay. So, black gunner... It would help if I could read this correctly. Black gun ownership soars in 2020. Firearm sales for blacks increased by 58.2% during the first half of 2020. Good. I think everyone should own a firearm. I also think it should be your choice whether or not you do, but I believe you should. I won't force you to own one. But in 2020, 18.6 million guns already have been sold, setting a record firearm sales pace, according to a report this week. Black Americans are a big part of that uptick. The largest firearm sales increase came from black men and women whose gun purchases increased by 58.2. I already said that part. And moving on, a poll by Pew helps to explain why there has been such a large increase in concealed handgun permits among blacks and women. The poll shows 25% point increase in the proportion of blacks with favorable view of gun ownership. This is the largest increase of any group. The increase among all women was 11 percentage points, and the increase among uh, men was 8 percentage points. So, you know what this tells me? That there are a crap load more people from the black community that no longer feel safe. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Could be because the whole defund that the defund the police notion is is going to unfairly affect the the minority communities. Well, actually it's not not specifically minority communities, but the lower class communities which are primarily made up of minorities. At least I'm I'm pretty sure I've read that statistic somewhere. You know, who would have thought that would be the uh, the the consequence of defund the police? And speaking of defund the police, you remember when I mentioned uh, Senator Joe Manchin last week and how he's not going to vote in favor of the socialist agenda, like packing the court, ending the filibuster, all that stuff? Yeah, apparently he's active on Twitter. And this past, uh, um, okay, I'm not 100% sure, sometime within the last few days, he, he tweeted, defund the police, defund my butt. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He actually said, you can look it up yourself. It's Senator Joe Manchin, blue checkmark, Twitter, defund the police, defund my butt. I'm a proud West Virginia Democrat. We are the party of working men and women. Well, you used to be. Uh, that's highly debatable whether or not you still are. Uh, You know, but you may be. I'm talking about your party, Uh, Senator Manchin. Anyway, he says, we want to protect Americans' jobs and health care. We do not have some crazy socialist agenda, and we do not believe in defunding the police. Well, Senator Manchin, your party does. You might not, but your party does. Now, I found it very, very entertaining that a representative... No, 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 she's not a representative. She doesn't represent anyone. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also the blue verified blue checkmark verified uh, you know account, retweeted that tweet and added a picture of her wearing white sitting behind Senator Joe Manchin and staring daggers at him. Yeah, because that's real mature. That that's how you get things done. That's you know what y- I, how, it's only a matter of time until Senator Manchin is a Republican. It really is. You know, it's, uh, there's, there, there's a path for it. In West Virginia, I can almost guarantee you that uh, because of his popularity, because he, he he is a popular senator from there, and I can almost guarantee you that the West Virginian GOP would happily say, hey, Senator Manchin, come on over to our side. We will clear the primary field for you and we'll get you elected to Senate as a Republican. I think it's going to happen. Senator Manchin and, and those like him, and there are several like him, are being pushed out of their party. They, the, and it's, this 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 goes into the much deeper conversation that I really don't have time to get into. It's going to have to be a writing. Man, see, I'm, I'm biting off so much more than I can really chew. Uh, it's going to have to be a writing, but, uh, you know, how the, uh, left moves so far left that, well, it's, you know what, let's, I'm going to save that for another day. So let's put a pin in that. But, uh, yeah, defund my butt <laughs> on a, a, an official blue check mark verified Senator U S senators, uh, Twitter account. That's hilarious. Uh, so this moves on to, I'm going to talk a little bit about U.S. history now. And this has to do with gun ownership. You know, a lot of people say, uh, you know, especially when you say, well, the, the, the Second Amendment is for me to help defeat a tyrannical government. And people are like, oh, that's never happened. That's never going to happen in America. You're never going to be able to defeat the government with, with civilian-owned guns. You know what? It's already happened. Once, 1946, Athens, Tennessee. Look up the Battle of Athens. Not joking. This has actually happened. Let me read you a short short synopsis. In August of 1946, the citizens of Athens, Tennessee, staged an armed revolt against their corrupt local government. People had long been outraged by the local Democratic machine headed by boss E.H. Crump, which And B.H. Crump, he, he was the mayor of a nearby town, and he uh, had, had a, like, his man was, if I remember correctly, his man was, was governor, and he even had a U.S. senator in his pocket. Uh, and, and it said, maintained power through graft and electoral fraud and used the local sheriff's department as a tool of oppression and brutality. The machine also kept tight control over the region's newspapers and its grasp extended to every part of local government. Said one veteran returning from World War II, you couldn't even get hired as a school teacher without their O.K. or any other job. The sheriff's department routinely rousted returning G.I.s and then hit them with trumped-up fees and fines to steal as much of their pay as possible. Receiving no help from the federal government, The Department of Justice had investigated election fraud in 1940, 42, and 44, but had failed to take any effective action. Tensions grew until the August 1946 election, when a group of GIs put forward their own slate of candidates in an attempt to overthrow the Crump machine once and for all. They were met on election day by false arrests, vote fraud, and voter intimidation. Things finally came to a head when an elderly black farmer was turned away from the polls and subsequently beaten by a policeman with brass knuckles when he and the veteran assigned as a poll watcher objected. The farmer tried to escape but was shot in the back and killed. The people had had enough. A group of veterans and other citizens gathered together and still desperate for a government solution telegraphed the governor of Tennessee and the U.S. Attorney General pleading for help. But when no response came and they learned that the sheriff had sent armed deputies to the polling places, the citizens decided that a show of force was necessary. A small group of men broke into the National Guard armory and stole 60 rifles and a couple of Tommy guns, armed the crowd, and went on the march. By then, word had spread that the sheriff's deputies had seized the ballot boxes and had taken them to the local jail to count no with no supervision from anyone else using the military tactics that they had learned in world war ii the vets quickly developed a battle plan and laid siege to the jail they knew that they had to take control of the ballots before the crump machine could arrange for reinforcements and before they could complete any plans for vote manipulation several hundred armed citizens surrounded the jail and traded gunfire with the sheriff and his deputies The fighting continued through the night with small arms, fire, and even dynamite, but by 3.30 a.m., the deputies were beaten and finally surrendered. With their surrender, the ballot boxes were recovered. The GI candidates had defeated the Crump Machine candidates by a 3-to-1 margin. That is what the Second Amendment is for. And anyone telling you otherwise is telling you a lie. Why do I say that? Why do I bring this story up now? I'll let you come to your own conclusions. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you come to your own conclusions. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. Hey, just out of curiosity, do you guys like uh, metal covers like this? I do. Like, uh, like the, the Leo cover for Africa that I mentioned a minute ago. I don't know. I really love them. Hope you do too. This is a really awesome cover of Adele's Hello, performed by Fame on Fire, just in case you're curious. So, obviously, I didn't bring you back to talk about Adele. I'm going to talk about Adam Schiff now. And first, we're going to start by playing you an interview he had with Joy Reid on MSNBC.
2: I need to go back to Republicans for just a moment because both House and Senate Republicans have made it clear that when um, sort of the normal order resumes and when Congress is back in session and, and at work, they're not interested in doing any work that involves legislating or helping people during this awful pandemic that's now taken, you know, co-
0: Okay, and she rambles on about COVID for a while. Uh, I'm just going to skip that part. Let's continue where where the the important stuff picked back up.
2: Um, but what they want to focus on is investigating. They want to go after Hunter Biden still. They want to go after the investigations that led to impeachment, a time in which I think for a lot of people, you, you sort of became the modern-day Thaddeus Stevens, you know, making your arguments against Trump during impeachment.
0: And Thaddeus Stevens, in case you don't know, was uh, the guy who— secured the in the house the articles of impeachment against then president Johnson in the 1860s after Lincoln's assassination. So they're, they're trying to play Joy Reid who is black is trying to paint Adam Schiff as this you know virtuous man that it was battling, you know, Donald Trump and the evils that he represents. Highly laughable, but let's continue.
2: They want to go after the the Mueller probe again. Is this what we're going to have to sit through for the next four years, Republicans just doing investigations and refusing to legislate?
0: Uh, Just doing investigations and refusing to legislate? Then explain to me what the House has done for the last four years, Um, because that sounds exactly like their M.O. They've done nothing but engage in baseless investigations, refuse to legislate. I mean, the Mueller probe, anyone? You know, the, the whole probe that was paid for, I mean, this is all proven. This is not me spouting off some Alex Jones-type Alex Jones conspiracy crap. Okay, this is all proven. The Mueller, po- the Mueller probe began when Hillary Clinton, in an effort to deflect from her email thing, paid for information from a known Russian spy to try to, uh, you know, def- to try to focus some, some energy on Donald Trump away from her that led to uh, a whole domino of things that had Trump not been elected president we would have never known about okay the, the, so sorry joy reed when when you claim that the republicans are just going to engage in baseless investigations for the next 4 years your uh, your outrage is very 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 hollow sorry i don't i don't buy it but uh, we're not done yet
1: well, we we may uh you know certainly uh, I think you're absolutely right uh, about um the fact that, that this wouldn't be going on right now. Uh, this obstruction of the transition wouldn't be going on if Republicans weren't allowing it to go on.
0: The same could be said about all the baseless investigations that you and your party uh engaged in representative no, no you're not representing anybody, Congressman Schiff. Uh remember uh, Adam Schiff is the same one who said he had hard concrete evidence of Trump's Russian collusion for like three straight years. That never materialized. It must be in a box in his basement somewhere.
1: Indeed, that's been the story of the last four years. You wouldn't have the breakdown of the independence of the Justice Department under Bill Barr if Republicans had stood up and defended that institution. You wouldn't have the abuse of the pardon power. You wouldn't have the stonewalling of subpoenas.
0: Now, the, the abuse of the pardon power. I'm going to focus on that for just a second. You know how many people uh, Donald Trump has pardoned uh, so far as president? Now, it's hard to get a, an, an updated number, but it's somewhere in the 20 to 30 range. Uh, Barack Obama, 212. So, yeah, a total abuse of the pardon.
1: You wouldn't have the flagrant violation of the Hatch Act holding convention on the White House grounds. But for Republicans going along with it, and they're going along with it still, and it is just tearing down our democracy, I I do expect in the new Congress that, yes, they'll continue to try to go after Joe Biden, delegitimize Joe Biden. They won't be interested in getting things done because they'll, they'll feel, particularly Kevin McCarthy in the House, that if we govern well, then it beats their ability to change the majority in the House. We're going to have to overcome that, though, Joy, because the American people are counting on us. They need help right away. They can't even wait until January.
0: They can't even wait until January. What is he saying right there? I have no idea. What is it that, that the American people can't wait for until January? Oh, and by the way, I have as of August of this year, the official Trump pardon count, 28. Yeah, Obama, 212. So, represent, no, no, I keep hating, I keep I keep calling him representative. He's not. He is a congressman. Congressman Adam Schiff is a liar. He does nothing but lie. If his gums are flapping, whatever is coming out of his cake hole, you can pretty much bet, is a lie. Okay, he's not a good person. He likes to present himself as one, uh, but he's really not. And that's just the bottom line. Anytime he is, anytime he's, like I said, flapping his gums, whatever he's saying, you can just throw right out the window. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I have fun with that, California. I, I guess you just don't care. Once again, we have reached the end of the show. I am the Nerdy Merc. You can reach me at 317 978 Nerd. That's 317 978 6373. Or www.nerdymerk.com and by email, jeff at nerdymerk.com. You can also find me at the Nerdy Merc on Facebook, YouTube, and all the podcasting sites, at nerdymerk on Twitter and Parlor. And Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. If you can't tell, I like the brand. Go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, and tell your friends. Have a great day. Nerdy Merc out.